0: Welcome to Discover Indie Film. I'm your host, Jeff Howard, and I am very pleased to have filmmaker Vittoria Vasconcelos with me. Hey Vittoria. Hey
1: Jeff. How are you doing?
0: I am good. All right, we are on Zoom because I am in Los Angeles and Vittoria is in Brazil. So you're what, like five hours ahead of me or something? Anyway. I
1: think so. It's like it's like 440 here. Four.
0: I think it's four, yeah, because you said one off in of New York. So we are on Zoom, so apologies if you don't dig the sound quality. But hey, this is how people can talk across borders. So we just had a wonderful, uh, nice long conversation that is the podcast before this one, where you can learn all about Victoria's film, Pate Matos. Uh, it is just a brilliant film. I could not say better things about it. It, was, it won the Programmer's Prize at the Sherman Oaks Film Festival in 2021 and it is in the discover indie film tv series so hey you should watch your film i'll say right now before we jump into the podcast go to a smart tv and open up the amazon prime video app and type in discover indie film into search and uh buy season seven and watch it that's if you're in the u.s or uk or using a vpn to look like you're in the u.s or uk and of course you can watch it and if you watch it Hey, go on the Amazon website afterwards and give it five stars, man. And a good review. I I, I always forget to ask for reviews. (laughs) But anyhow, this podcast, the previous one you can learn all about, Vittoria and her her film. This one, we're going to talk about other films because she's going to answer the Discover Indie Film Four questions, which are three favorite movies, an underrated movie, an overrated movie, and a lesser-known film that people should seek out. It's funny, I just said movie three times. Normally, I always say film. I don't know why I said movie. Mm. Go figure. It's something something subtle in my brain. But you want to hit those uh, favorites?
1: All right. Okay, so for three films I love, I'm going to say three um, more recent films that you can probably um, maybe still catch in the theaters or... Uh, they should be hot off you know like the the streaming list of new films one of them is called murina um it's from a croatian filmmaker her first feature really really awesome um the other one is um i'm sure really well known i hope well known portrait of a lady on fire by celine siama also a female filmmaker truly a master of our craft. And then the other one is, um, uh, it's a movie by a filmmaker from my hometown, Recife. It's a big Brazilian movie from the the recent years. It's called Bacurau. Um, It made a lot of, uh, it won an award in Cannes and it made a lot of fancy lists. So, and it's spelled B-A-C-U-R-A-U. So if you type that word into Google, you will most certainly find information on how to watch the movie. Um. Yeah. So these are three films that I love, and they're they're from the recent like two or three years. So they're recent films. So hopefully you're gonna get you're gonna be able to watch them at home.
0: Fantastic. And Marina is that M U R I N A or?
1: That's M U R. It's yeah. It's it sounds like the name Marina, but it's Murina.
0: Murina. I spelled it right. Um, what do you know? By the way, I haven't seen any of those, and I've heard of Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So.
1: Oh, that's on Hulu for you people in the U.S. and I'm assuming Canada. Um, It's on Hulu, uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And it's, I mean, please do yourself a favor and watch that movie. That's like complete mastery of the filmmaker, the filmmaking craft. It's incredible.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, I wish I could comment and say, but those sound fantastic. So, excellent. Uh, The next question is an underrated film.
1: An underrated film, um... I think, okay, here's a film that really impressed me, and um, it, it's it's recent as well. It's The Fallout. It's by Megan Parker. It's her first feature. It's streaming on, in Brazil, it's streaming on HBO. Um, I think it's also in the American HBO. I don't know, because these things change a lot. Like, it's not un- uncommon to find a movie in Netflix in a country and then in Amazon Prime in a different country, um, but it's called The Fallout, and it's actually it's actually oh my god, where's okay, it's it actually stars Jenna Ortega, from Wednesday, um, and Maddie Ziegler, Ziegler, um, the dancer. I'm not sure that's how her name is pronounced, um, yeah, but it's it's incredible. It's it, it really impressed me, um, and also I think that movies like that really lack in the American film industry that movies that capture this kind of sensitivity, um. Yeah, so I think it's underrated just because I know that it played Sundance, I think, Um, but I was really surprised that I hadn't heard anything about it. Like it wasn't in the conversations. Um, Yeah, so one, just one that I'm saying, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you want to add another, I'll add. I saw the right? The fallout is. Is a is a wonderful film. I, I saw it. That's the one. Uh, it's the fallout after. I don't think I'm. I don't think it's a spoiler because it's the very first scene.
1: I know. I know, but I try not to tell people. Okay, that I part, won't say.
0: But but your reaction tells me I too. did see it. Uh, it's about okay. two women who meet under traumatic circumstances, young high two school high age school women.
1: Students. Yeah.
0: And and it's a brilliant goddamn film. Oh, I, I've. Yeah. In fact, that's a exactly. great pick for underrated because I don't know. Whichever streaming service promoted it, I don't know if it had a theatrical run, to, but, like, that film should yes, have gotten some did. Oscar consideration, yeah. and I don't think it did. Yeah, I
1: mean, I was... I was really impressed that he didn't even make it to like, as far as I know, he didn't make it to like the independent spirit awards or anything. And it's an obvious uh, contender for that. As far as I know, he didn't make it. I, I hope that I'm wrong and it did, but as far as I know, he didn't. And I think it's such, I mean, everything in that movie is really well done. And for you out there, it's a movie about two young people that struggle. It's how, it's about how hard it is to connect to someone else when you feel like you're broken.
0: Absolutely. That's how I would
1: yeah, it and it's
0: wonderfully made and it's it's yeah, highly Absolutely. recommend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: and uh them. and if
0: you don't uh I think what is it? There's a website watchnow.com or something if you want to find out where to see it. Or just watch, I, I think it's I just think watch. Special.
1: I don't know. You know you know more than I do, Jeff. I just Google it and and write available on right. I only time.
0: I only know that because I Googled a film yesterday and it popped up on justwatch.com. dot com. I'm like, oh yeah, justwatch.com dot com is like the best streaming guide ever because you just like type in a movie name and it tells you where you can watch it and how much it is on each service if you gotta rent it and stuff. So anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, see good to the know. Fallout. Yeah, see the fallout. Yeah, definitely the fallout, yeah. Especially if you're American, I think
0: I, especially It affects us more because of our culture
1: i think I think I mean yeah. Brazil sadly is kind of going down a similar road, um but I think that if you're American specifically um it it may like touch you in a different way
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and when I say American culture, I'm saying gun culture, so anyway. That's- <laughs> <laughs> uh so the next one's going to be fun that's uh an overrated film.
1: Overrated film. Um okay, I'll I'll say it. I don't want to I'm not a hater of superhero movies. Um yeah, not definitely not a hater of superhero movies. Like I I first of all appreciate what they have done for film recently, getting people to the movies. I know that that's something that helps other movies, you know, just by proxy. Um, but I think that an overrated film is um, the Avengers uh, Age of Ultron. Just because I was forced to, to watch that like three times, just, you know, peer pressured. And I I enjoyed, like you said, you know, uh, I think you mentioned, early, mentioned earlier about having guilty pleasures. And I wouldn't even say that superhero movies are guilty pleasures. I think that a movie can do a lot of different things. And one of this, these things are it's entertain. so movies that that have a high entertainment value and maybe a less a, like a smaller i don't know like inner monologue sort of like internal um poetic value don't i don't think that that makes them like worse or anything and i think that's kind of like a pointless discussion um to be like oh this movie is better than this movie i mean there should be room for all movies um, but I think that movie is overrated. I think that there's just a lot of things that are there for no actual reason except um just, I don't know, to make the movie look better. So I think that's that's overrated. Yeah.
0: I think that's a good pick. I, I have a weird relationship with uh Marvel because I I turned my back on it very early and then got pulled back in towards the end when it became clear that they did something special with like that long uh Thanos story but I actually think that yeah age of Ultron is the one where they realized they had to take these films away from Joss Whedon (laughs) right yeah like he just didn't really have a good vibe for these stories and so they pulled him out of the Marvel universe and handed over to those brothers and uh and then they did something wonderful because it kind of got better I think after Ultron
1: yeah, and, like, I really liked the the newest uh, Spider-Man movie, for instance, just to prove that I'm not a Marvel hater. I really enjoyed it, and it was such a great community experience as well. Like, I went to watch it with a couple of friends, and you could tell that everybody who was watching it also had some, like kind of relationship to um the movie kind of like I had I mean I remember watching all of the other superhero movies when I was a child you know all the other Spider-Man movies in special because my cousins really liked it so we saw all of the Tobey Maguire ones and then the Andrew Garfield one so it, you, you're kind of familiar with these characters and going to the movies with people that have it's kind of watching Harry Potter you know like they just screened the second Harry Potter at a local movie theater to celebrate 20 years of the release. And it's so fun. Like, it's so cool to to watch it with people that lived through the same sort of like anxiety waiting for the next movie to come out. Um, so there's such merit in kind of this uh, potential of films to bring people together. Um, I think it's a different way of enjoying films that there's nothing wrong with. and so how many people were drawn to, you know, make masterpieces because they were first they first fell in love with film through films that some some people wouldn't consider um like i don't know real filmmaking or anything. So, yeah, I'm not a huge marvel person, but I certainly admire the potential of community building that their movies bring.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, we already called ourselves film snobs in the previous podcast. But yeah, film sobs can still appreciate. They call it a popcorn movie, which I think is dismissive. The heck, that Spider Man movie! And of I mean,
1: popcorns. Popcorn is awesome.
0: It is, and I might have gotten dragged to—not dragged, but I might have gone to the theater with a fourteen-year-old daughter who, basically, the biggest reason to see that Spider Man movie was because she would shift between Tom hollander Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire, who was cutest, and she like. You know, she like has a crush on all three, like a, a celebrity crush on all three. And she kept going, you know, I think Garfield's the cutest. And I'm like, well, let's. And then we watched all the Spider-Man movies and then we went to see that one. And I got to say, whoever wrote that and maybe I should know it, I should look that up. But man, talk about a brilliant screenplay that brought together different universes where they done sometimes unforgivable things with the story. And then they like excuse it by like having the spider man discuss things like oh wait it comes out of your skin instead you didn't build a web blaster like in the comic book like it was just like I thought it was just wonderful and fun
1: yeah. And now especially that we're seeing more like diversity in these movies like Black Panther and then Eternals. And I I think there is like a Latin American superhero that's now being developed. I I don't know. You never know what these things are. There are rumors or not. But you, the more diversity they, that they bring into these things, the better it will be for audiences. So I'm excited to see that they're not that they're trying at least to like go outside this bubble, you know.
0: Yeah, for sure. I could talk about that for a minute, but I, w- I won't bother. I'll, I'll let it go. Did, but I, yes, answer, I, support did I answer you all completely. the questions? Well, my, uh, yeah. I'll tell you when we stop recording. So last question is a lesser-known film for people to seek out.
1: Oh, okay. Um, oh, I have so many answers to that one.
0: Uh, Feel free to I, name more than one if you want.
1: Okay. Um, I'll say a couple of American films, actually, that came to mind. One is called Shiva Baby. Um, It's an independent film. It came straight out of this um, uh, short film, actually, that has the same title. And it's by uh, Emma Sellingman, maybe. Oh, my God, I'm butchering everyone's names. But at least I know the names of the films. (laughs) But she is a first time filmmaker, um, graduated from NYU. And I know this because I watched her short film. Um, like a while back and she just made her first feature and it's, it's just a great example of how incredible first feature can be. Um, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's great. Um, so I definitely recommend Shiva Baby. Um, I don't know where you can see it though, but I'm sure it's somewhere. The other one is, um, it's I mean Cooper Reif, uh filmmaker, um, an American filmmaker who's also kind of younger, he has two movies out that I know of. One is this really, really indie film called Shithouse, and the other one is a slightly, not slightly, a significantly larger film with um Dakota Johnson called Um Cha Cha Real Smooth that's on Apple Plus. So I'd recommend um, it. I think his films are full of heart. It's something that my filmmaking likes a lot. So it's good to, it's like this heartwarming um, film that makes you believe in humanity. It's really nice. Um, And also very simple, like simple narratives, like not nothing too crazy. So I would say this and then I'll say one more. And this one is a Brazilian film. And because I couldn't, I couldn't just not add more Brazilian films into this um this one is a brazilian film it's actually out of the brazilian films it's not a lesser known one um people in brazil will know about it because it was the brazilian oscar pick for 2019 i believe it also won a prize in Cannes that year the maybe the jury no the uncertain regard prize um which i don't know if there's like a title in english for that but it's just like a certain look in french um and it's called the invisible life and yeah, it's incredible. It's it's by a, a filmmaker from the northeast of Brazil that has made like incredibly transformative films. And I think it's lesser known for people outside of Brazil. So that that's why I'm adding it to the list. I'm assuming most people that are going to be listening to us are going to be in North America. So yes, look look these films up. They're great. Um, and I think you're going to have a great time after watching them.
0: I got to say, I, I I brought them up so I knew I was spelling them right, but. But boy Shiva baby and Cha Cha real smooth. I got to watch those quickly, man. Those some um, they look really Yeah. Good.
1: No, and, they're um, great. And I'm sure
0: Shit House. I mean, how could I not love a movie about called Shit House? I love cursing.
1: Yeah, and I—I I mean, the movie is really. I think it really dialogues with so many of the films we see at Sherman Oaks, like films with sometimes made with no budget. But the the session that Pate Matos was screened on um, last year, we had a bunch of movies. I think there was only one movie that actually had money. Um, every other movie was kind of made out of passion and resilience, and so was Shithouse. House. Like, it's a first feature that um, looks like a first feature, and I don't say that in like a like a sort of like a bad judgmental way. I say I say this in a good way. It it uses that as an advantage. You know, it tells a a story that is kind of simple, but because it's about human relationships and about growing up and how hard it is to be alone for the first time in college. I think that the look of it, like the first feature look really helps in understanding that this is uh, like an early experience. And it's not a fancy million dollar um look experience if that makes sense anyways that that's how i interpreted it and i think i i i watched that one um illegally i must say so i don't know where to find an actual it wasn't streaming anywhere that's why i i i use streaming services okay i hardly ever pirate so
0: i'm with that's- you i i uh every time someone in my household says would you just torrent this movie i'm like no nah. if it's available. We'll pay whatever, $4.99, $7.99 right. to, to rent it. I will torrent if it's an old film that I really want to watch and you can't get it anywhere.
1: Yeah. And, and even to defend myself further, in Brazil, you do get like movies are not as available as in the U.S. Like oftentimes something's available in the U.S. but not in, in South America. So I figured, you know, if it was me, I would rather if it was my movie, I'd rather people, you know, watch it. So I try to justify my my wrongdoings by saying that
0: it is funny. And that's a legacy of the uh, theatrical financial model, right? That every territory had to have its own box office and its own deal and blah, blah, blah. And so they just they block films like you would think that within the era of the Internet, no borders just put a film and it plays everywhere but no like like you said even territory to territory stuff shifts from Netflix to HBO to Prime to yes, Hulu. Yes,
1: it's so weird.
0: It's uh it is a weird world we're in. And yeah, actually, I because I was curious, I peeked at last year's schedule. Yeah, and your film actually, I think all four films in your block last year uh were low but were like, you know, totally independently made. Yeah just uh i think that horror movie the pay looks so fancy they put a lot of little bit of extra effort into their stuff but yeah it was yours and that cool movie lucky i don't remember lucky where
1: yeah i I think i i think i do like yeah where they just the guy like
0: walks up to like
1: a lemonade cart in the
0: middle of the desert and then all of a sudden he's in a in a yeah that one played really well with yours right boy
1: yeah i mean the, the especially the the editing really dialogue there um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm a fan of and Shiva Baby in a, in a similar way is the first feature, so you can tell that it, it that um, it's all shot in mostly one location, um, lots of a, a large ensemble. Um, but it kind of feels like a play of some sorts so all of these I think a lot of the movies that I mentioned today are from first time directors which makes lots of sense because I'm always looking if I'm in a festival and I see that it's a first time director film I will do everything that I can to watch those because that's the position I'm in right and a lot of times when it's your first film most of the time you don't really have resources so I'm really curious to see how people um, use that to their advantage and Shiva Baby and Shithouse are great examples of how to use your lack of resources um, creatively and actually make that kind of like a, a powerful um, thing in your movie because you're not going to watch these movies and think that they are less than other movies because they... Um, they has less money. No, that, that is so connected to the story and, and the narrative that you're just impressed that they were able to pull anything off, you know, and especially something of, you know, such great technical quality and artistic, um, I think, what will be like a legacy, you know?
0: I mean, I'm with you a thousand percent and I'll add that uh, we'll get indie features whether they're first time or not at the festival and sometimes the budget and as long as they creatively approach the budget limitations and overcome them with, with their with their hearts and minds, I've said to people many times at Q&As, I'll be honest, if you had had $10 million, I would have wanted you to make the exact same film. Like, the film is perfect as it is, and you don't need to, you know, if you had more money, uh, you just sort of put it in your pocket and made this film. Because this film didn't need more money to be better. This film is great, and you overcame the budgetary problems you know, with, your, with creativity.
1: I think that's important importance overall of indie filmmaking, especially when you get to the point where um, you get money to make your first your projects overall, I think having like been an indie filmmaker helps you understand the power and importance of money and how important it is to pay your friends and to be, to have like a safe set and how, what are things that, that are like splurging? Like, how can I, how can you use this money effectively and all like honor the story, not just like spend money because, you know, I think it really helps you see things differently and be resourceful because so many great creative decisions come from like not having things and being resourceful i don't want to romanticize the fact that people don't invest in movies enough but i think that it, it really helps you kind of be sharp-minded and when you do have money you make better use of it than than you know if you hadn't
0: for sure i mean it's it's lord knows it's been it's been a problem from the beginning right The <laughs> of, of, A way before film, there were patrons of the arts and artists had to, uh, had to please churches and, and oligarchs and all kinds of things. It's, it's always been tough. It's always been tough. Well, I think I'll get us out of here. So if you go to the, uh, show notes of this, you can get a link to Vittoria's website and social media. I'll, I'll make sure I put those on there. You should definitely watch her film Cafe Mathos. So go to Amazon Prime Video, search for Discover Indie Film, and enjoy season seven. Her film is in uh, episode two, but I do recommend getting the whole season, because man, there's some crazy, well, it's crazy good stuff. Not just crazy stuff, crazy good Dad. stuff. And, and we actually close with like some really impactful like social consciousness documentaries too. So like, a little bit of everything. And... Alright, so... Like I said, go to Prime Video and watch that. Go to discoverindiefilm.com if you want to learn about the podcast or the TV series Born Out of It. It's at D-I-F Wins on social media. And we mentioned that Victoria's Film showed at Sherman Oaks Film Festival with a bunch of other great indies, although we had like 70 great indies at that festival. Because we, I think we ran eight days last year because there was such a backlog after COVID stopped that, man, we had a lot of films. I was glad we could rent the theater that long. So, anyhow, Go to ShermanOaksFF.com or at Sherman Oaks FF on social media to learn about that film festival that's every November. It has a sister festival every June called Film Invasion Los Angeles. Just go to FilmInvasionLA.com and Film invasion, at film invasion LA on social media. And I think that's my ramble. I'll add, just go to WatchHighTV.com W-A-T-C-H-H-I-T-V.com Two H's in a row there. And you'll see something kind of cool. Something cool people should check out. Victoria, thank you so much.
1: Yes, thank you. This was so fun.
0: It's fun, and you know what? Thank you. It's a pleasure to know you. You know, uh, and and I might even brag to friends in Los Angeles that I knew someone who was in Brazil during the during the election who was who was yes, yes. working, doing the hard work. <laughs> and I, you know, your your coolness rubbed off on me. I'm holding my fingers together, like almost touching, like. I got that much cooler just because I knew someone, a young person <laughs> in Brazil, fighting for justice.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad I could contribute.
0: Contribute <laughs> to the, the coolness of a, of a middle-aged American. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. I do what I can for the middle-aged yeah. man. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I'm thanking you and I'm thanking everyone for listening and have a wonderful everything.